What's up, guys, and welcome to The Struggle Is Over, the podcast. And as usual, so, so excited for you being with us today. And I am LaTanya Hines, the author of the book, The Struggle Is Over, Finding Joy After Rape. And as I say many, many times, put a line through that word rape if that's not your struggle and replace it with your struggle, your hurt, your hang up. And boy, oh boy, do we have a treat for you today. We have a dynamic woman, a phenomenal woman, a a mother who is going to share her powerful testimony and her story with you and her journey through the loss of her son. And she is someone I personally admire from afar. I watch her from afar. I watch her joy exude and her love for her family and her friends exude. And I'm so glad that she's going to be here or she is here. You're here, Tracy. (laughs) She is sharing her inspiring story with us. So Tracy, I literally thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. Um, I admire you. I tell you that often as I can. I love seeing you. You definitely are inspiration to many. And I actually have my pen and my notepad (laughs) to just listen to you and sit under you as you share your journey through your rough times, your joyful moments. Those times when I know for a fact that only God could have possibly kept you and your husband, right? And um, oh my gosh. And I know our listeners who have been struggling just like you that have lost a child, but I'm looking forward to you to please share, please tell (laughs) us, please help us, you know, from your journey. Um, Well, as you stated, I lost my oldest, my oldest son, Rodney. Uh, He was 20, 20 at the time. The most darkest, hardest part of my life ever, ever. I mean, I would not wish it on anybody, anybody. I mean, just the loss of a child, somebody that you carried and loved on for so many years is is just a pain that you just can't even describe. Mm -hmm. Um. Rodney's death was ruled uh, suicide. Okay. When it first happened, I felt so shamed, you know, that this stigma was on my son. Mm-hmm. But um, I learned that mental illness is real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, later on, looking back, you say, okay. How did I miss the signs? You know, but if you don't know, you don't know. You know, I knew that he could go from zero to a hundred in two seconds. Yes. You know, and then in the blink of an eye, he could be this funny, lovable kid. Cause 20, you're still a kid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So yeah. he was really, really intelligent. Um just um he loved love love loved his family to the point where I will be someday boy get away from me mm-hmm. yeah no you can't go on a date with me and your father <laughs> you know no <laughs> I love that and I see that love of your other boys with you and your husband <laughs> yeah yes yes we do family dates often so. I love what you said about and I never thought about this part when you said the shame that you felt that would be on your son's legacy. I never right. even, I never even, that never even came to my mind, not one time. 
I just got to the point where I can even say it Mm. because, you know, I would get offended when people would ask me, well, your son was so young. What happened to him? You know? And so I would get offended. I couldn't even tell people that it was, it was ruled suicide. Mm -hmm. I would say, well, they never figured out what happened Mm -hmm. or we don't, we don't, we don't really know what happened. You know, that was my way of coping with it. Absolutely. But then I came to the realization where, okay, it's so many people struggling with suicidal thoughts and depression and, you know, and um, mental illness that Tracy, you need to stop hiding. Speak your truth. That's where we that. So I'm sure that it was pretty I'm sure that gave you a sense of relief to like really just come to like, this is what happened. Let me deal with it. Because now you have your other two sons, you have a granddaughter, you have probably going to have many other grandchildren, hopefully, Lord willing, because y'all are amazing grandparents. (laughs) (laughs) But that is like something now that you have insight, not just for your own children, but for others to even if you see signs and you sharing those signs going from zero to 100 and things like that for other parents to like recognize this. They could be up on a high one day, laughing, having a good time. And then, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, zero to 100. And, and parents don't recognize that as that is a sign to some, some sometimes mental health or just concerns or depression right. or, or whatever that looks like. And, and what people don't realize, people can, people can look like they just have it all mm-hmm. and they, they have it all together. But on the inside, they're crying. Mm-hmm. So... I'm really, I'm very aware of what I speak uh, to people because you just, you just never know Mm. what they're going through. Mm. People mask it so well. Like my son, he masks it so well. He's in the fire academy. He has this brand new baby girl that he's so proud of. And he just loves so much, you know, and he has this girlfriend that he's been with since um, like 10th grade. You know, and he's just, he's starting his, his little family, you know, he's working mm-hmm. towards taking care of them and all. And we just did not know. You just we, don't know. You see the, you, you don't even recognize the signs. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, okay. He's having a bad day today. Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Yeah. I didn't, I, I want to be honest and transparent too. Like I didn't know depression and anxiety and all that stuff was foreign to me as well. And mm-hmm. when I look back now at some of the things that I've gone through on my journey, I'm like, that was like lo- low key, like some mild depression or low key, like right. some anxiety that I didn't realize that I had because mm-hmm. I, that was such a foreign world to me. And it wasn't a talked about world either in my life, you know, right. so when you don't talk about it, you don't even know the signs. Like it's just, I don't even know how many people have lost lives, you know, crying out and nobody even know they're crying out. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I found later was that my family had a history of mental illness. Wow. That nobody ever spoke of. I didn't find out till after the fact, you know, mm-hmm. and as we as black people tend to, uh, especially black men, it's like mental illness is like this unspoken uh they don't, they don't want to talk about it. You know, if um, you need in counseling, it's, it's considered weak and mm-hmm. it's, it's really not, it's reaching out for help. 
And um, even, even with our grieving process, you know, I knew I had to go to counseling. It was no way around it. I was like, I'm not going to get through this without getting some help. Professional help. Right. Professional help. I noticed my husband, he started drinking to the point where he noticed he was drinking. I mean, it's one thing to come home and wind down and have a glass of wine or something, Mm -hmm. but no, he was drinking. It didn't change his personality or anything, but I just noticed he was picking up the bottle more. And and then he began to notice and he said, I got to stop. So uh, unfortunately, you know, thankfully he was, he, he was able to, but that's how he was coping. Yes. So then, you know, I didn't know what my boys were feeling because they just, they lost their older brother mm-hmm. and they were just silent, just silent. Um, I can remember saying, I don't know if I was so just, I it was like an out of body experience, but it was, it was one point where I didn't even know if they had cried. And so, and so I mentioned that to my cousin, who was more like a sister to me. And she said, um, she said they did. She said, um, she said they broke down with me. She said they didn't want you to be upset. So they wouldn't cry in front of you. So then I was like, okay, got to get my family into counseling. We need to go to counseling as a family. So I made the appointment and we all went and just, I can remember my son talking about his brother and his lip just shaking the whole time, the whole time. And so, um, he said, um, he said, my, I went today because I know you wanted all of us to go. He said, but I need to deal with this on my own. I don't want to do counseling. So, cause I had a big, I had a big fear of losing my family. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you hear about, uh, marriages being um, destroyed because of something like that when something like that happened. That was a big fear of mine. Yes. As you know, Rodney and I have been together since I was 17. Yes. Yep. So that was a really big fear. So so then he said, I don't, so then he said, I don't want to go either. I can't do this. I need to deal with it on my own. So I was like, okay, well, I don't, I'm not understanding this. We're all hurting. So the counselor told me, she said, well, men grieve different. She said, women tend to hold on to things. Men can, can not so much let it go, but they can move past it. Mm-hmm. She said, so that's, she said, that's normal. She said, you can, you do your one-on-one, you know, counseling. And if they feel the need, then they can come back. Mm-hmm. My, my youngest son ended up going to counseling probably his last year of college. He called me. He was crying. It was like the grief had just hit him. And I think what boarded on, I think if I remember correctly, I think it was a dream about his brother. And mm-hmm. it just all of the all of the grief just hit him like, you know, like a ton of bricks. So I found he was at Frostburg. I found a counselor near him. And when he couldn't get to her, she did video. I felt so bad because he said he was the only one home. His middle brother was away at school. He said, I felt when daddy didn't talk to me for a year. Mm. 
So, you know, that hurt my heart. Oh, I know. It's it making me get the chills right now. You yeah. know, that hurt yeah. him say that he felt so alone. Mm-hmm. You know, and, it, and then it was like, we were, we were there, but we weren't there. We were still going to his football games mm-hmm. and all of that. I'm still cooking dinner, mm-hmm. but I'm there and I'm not there. Exactly. You yeah. know, I'm just thankful that he, he was able to get through that, you know, and, and I asked him, I said, why didn't you say anything? He said, he said, because I could walk past your room and hear you crying sometimes. Mm. And I just didn't want to put anything else on you. <sighs> so that was, so I am a big, big advocate for counseling. Thank you. Go as long as you need to go. Mm. Oh, and um, I was supposed to journal like you did. I couldn't. I couldn't. Writing it down was just like bringing it all. My, but my mom did. You know, she she was able to journal. We we went to therapy together. Two two separate therapists though, but we would go together. Because um, at the time, I can remember just finding, trying to find anything that would just bring me a little teeny bit of joy. And of course, Ryan was a big part of that. Yes. She was a really big part of that. Um, yeah, having his daughter, having his, from his yeah. wife, right? Yeah. And just like him too. <laughs> but, um, and it's it's funny though, because we laugh at it now because we'll, you know, Roddy and I will look at each other and it's like, is he in the room? Is is that him talking through her? Like, what? Like, he was like, that is so him. <laughs> right. And so, um, but it, it, it's funny, you know, watching her grow up and all. Yeah. And, um, but she's, she's good. And she, you know, she asked questions about him and all and everything. I still regret the day. You know, I don't look forward to the day when I have to actually tell her his story. Yeah. Because you know? she does ask often like can you tell me what happened to my dad like my mom tells me she's going to tell me when I get older you know and I'm like okay and I'll just you know try to talk around it till she forgets about it but yeah she'll come back yeah yeah she's a smart girl and she's getting big I just I can't I love I love seeing her grow up like that is the highlight <laughs> of your post when I see her crying <laughs> that's the uh she she she's just something else. I just can't believe she's 10. Yeah. What if you could give just even a mother, one mother, just a piece of advice? And I know there are a few mothers personally that have lost a child and that will be listening in. I mean, what can you share with them to help them to find an ounce of joy? You know what I kept doing, Latanya? I kept I had so many different emotions that I hate, I mean, you know, I really hate saying it now, but I was mad at God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was mad. It's like, how dare you take my son? He was mm-hmm. a good kid. He wasn't on the street. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a thug, mm-hmm. he, you know, but then in the same breath, I will find myself thanking him for allowing me to be his mother for 20 years. You know, for um, thanking him for the close relationship that we had. You know, my son and I were so much alike. I just, I started taking joy just in in the small things, like with my other children. Mm-hmm. Um, spending 
spending more time with my mother. Mm. You know, my mother doesn't live here. She lives in Pennsylvania. Okay. And well, my parents live in Pennsylvania. And but my mother drove to Baltimore every day. Mm. I know at least three to six months. And she did that every day, mm. every day. You know, just so I wouldn't be by myself. Yeah. When when Rod back to work, the love of a mother. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I saw finding joy just in little things, um, like my my family. I would find joy in just the ability to get up out the bed, mm. because there were a whole lot of days where I I couldn't get out out the bed. No. Mm-mm. I developed an addiction to shopping. So okay. Just that. No. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was so bad because I, I went through my closet afterwards and I was buying the same thing. I would find two pair of the same shoes. So I wouldn't suggest that, but I just, every little thing, if I went outside and saw um, a flower button, mm. I found joy in it. Mm. If I came into my my um my living room and noticed one of my plants had a new bud, found joy in it. Mm. I found joy in the fact that I had a husband that uh, allowed me to grieve the way I needed to grieve, mm. and that he stayed right there by my side and told me, "You grieve as long as you need to grieve." Wow. He said, "Nobody knows what you're feeling but you." He said, "Um." That was your baby. You carried him. You gave birth to him. You know, he said, I don't, he was like, I know how I love him as a dad, but I can't fathom what you're feeling. So what um, a husband. I'm telling you that that mom, your husband, your kids. God knows. Yeah. Your dad, you know, God knows. I I, I don't. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made it this far without them. I know that it was, yeah. it was times when I couldn't pray for myself and I had them, I had other people praying for me. And I know that's, that's what got me over the hump. No, I know that. I know that. For you, man, what a, a crazy, powerful testimony and journey and I just I look at you and I'm sure others look at you and they're like Tracy's got it all together she's got an amazing husband and things we don't see those dark days where you you know weren't able to pray for yourself weren't able to get out of the bed but I know it exists because even you know just in my eye you know I'm just tearful because you know I feel that pain I see it in your face I feel it in your voice and even the the thought of losing a child and I have never lost one but even that thought just makes me very anxious. So I, I, I don't I know you live mm-hmm. in reality. So I so many emotions. You are an encouragement. And I hope that you know it. I don't know how much you know it, but you are an encouragement okay. and an inspiration. And I thank you so much for sharing your journey and your story, <laughs> smiling <laughs> and taking care of Ryan and, <laughs> and swollen that grandbaby and letting her know how much her dad did love her even though mm-hmm. he's not here. And um, I just, I just thank you. And I continue to pray for you. I tell you, sometimes right. I'll send you a message. And I'm like, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking of you. And I do um, do that often. Yeah. Funny, 
time she can send those messages. And I'm like, can she feel I'm having a rough time right now? <laughs> it's all good. That's God. I tell you, that's all God, right? Yeah. What we need when we need it. Yes, he does. <laughs> As always, whether the struggle is over or you're in the midst of your struggle, let's be intentional about our joy. God bless you. Thanks for listening.